Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. In effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune for this second broadcast concerning the update with Brent Elusive. Check the show notes. You'll see that uh, two more documents have been posted. I hope that you've been considering all the dates and pouring over calendars. You know, ladies and gentlemen, don't you realize that eventually… Some will shine like the firmament. Why, well, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, good to be back with you two nights in a row. Boy, we don't do that very often. Clint, uh, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling any better? You know, I am feeling a lot better. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to say that um, the, the conversation that we had yesterday was very encouraging to me. Um, you know, I, I've always looked at things as a, as a, you know, kind of a skeptic, you know, even though I proved a long time ago to myself that, you know, prophecy is real and that these events are going to be fulfilled long, you know, a long time ago, I believed that. But for the first time I allowed myself to feel the joy to understand what that means, that regardless of anything that is happening, we're going to be released soon, which is awesome. Yes, it it is awesome. Uh, you know, it's funny you you say that because you know, <laughs> Clinton. It, it it wasn't years ago that we just had this last private conversation that you and I had, uh, and we never had a chance to talk about that again. The simple fact that. A string of events, conversations between us, and then you start working on a timeline. You put a timeline together based off of uh, basically uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, and days later I get back in contact with Brent. I, it just blows me away. What What are your thoughts? I mean personally… It's extremely encouraging to me because normally things just don't happen with that kind of timing, but the listeners can't appreciate it because they don't realize the the window of opportunity these things happened in. So what's your personal thoughts about the timing of all this happening? Well, it's, it was kind of uh, amazing on my standpoint because um, it was just based off of one – thing that you said and and it triggered me and I just thought oh I'll I'll test it and see if it amounts to anything and and it did and it it just grew from there and then when you told me that that you know someone that you hadn't talked to in 3 years Brent had come up with a timeline as well that was completely different came to a completely different beginning point everything but came to the same conclusion and and so it's for it to come out now it just brings validity to everything that, that we've been talking about. Well, validity. <laughs> well, personally to me, it drags into the light kicking and screaming that when you can understand that God does things cyclically with time, just like he said. I mean he said that multiple times in the scripture. It brings that dragging into the light to the point that you can literally put you, close your eyes and put your fingers on the timeline and feel his pulse. And they come regularly. There is – well, it's, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, Brian, you and I got to uh, sending links back and forth last night as uh, – <laughs> You know, it is just amazing to me, Brian, how icebergs melt in real time with us. It's happened to us so many times. 
But uh, your thoughts about last night's conversation and um, your your thoughts about the timing of everything that's happening, really. What's your thoughts, Bri? Well, uh, I guess the uh, the timing, it's something I had written these things down earlier. What was it? Uh, I think at the beginning point of last year and decided to wait it out and see what happened on the two markers that were going to turn up in 2017. And boy, oh boy, did they deadpan on some real frightening stuff. Yeah. Stuff for the back burner, huh? Let them sit back there and simmer and wait and see what happens, and sure enough. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, eventually Brian and I is going to have to shed some light on things that, well, most people drive, you know, in twilight time with just their headlights on. Brian and I decided to turn the headlights on bright and see how far we could see. And sure enough, it refracted right around the curvature of the earth. I don't know what we're going to do about it. I've been praying about it. I know Brian's been thinking about it. I don't know the end of these things, and I don't know why. Um, Brian did all that work and decided to put it on the back burner and wait and see. I don't know why. Well... I don't know why Clinton came along when he did. Um, stretching back three years ago, I'm not sure why Brett showed up, but this much I do know. And in this fact, I have no doubt that he who sitteth upon the throne writes the script. That much I do know, beyond any shadow of a doubt. And it brightens my hope, and I'm really excited to talk about these things. And now that we got a chuckle out of Brent, Brent, the floor is yours, of course. Oh, my goodness. Um, I didn't know you could hear me. Um, uh, it's very encouraging to hear you guys talk like that. I, uh, I haven't been able uh, to uh, look at your stuff, Clinton, and I'd really like to see uh, your stuff, Brian. I mean – with all the timing that you guys say is affecting everything, your lives, my life, the world, uh, it's very, very intriguing. Um, last night, we left off in 2014. We saw some things from our present going back to 2010 that lined up with things, and going back to 2014, that lined up with things. And this is, this really just is the beginning, because if these things point back, the picture is the last days and the tribulation. But it can be more, be known more in depth, I believe. So anyway, the very first show that you dragged out of the archives uh, that we did in 2014, 
2014, was on April 28, 2014, the day before a uh, nine-month uh, negotiation with the, uh, the Palestinians and Israel in the United States. This was something that you saw, that I saw, that could have been very relevant because of the pattern, the calendar I had at that time, but it wasn't. They were just harbingers. But we, I got to that date because of December 25th and 490 days. Now, that 490 days since then, I hadn't talked to you really after the show. Um, lost track. Life went on. But things started... Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, and as I had to wait for certain things to happen to see if uh, my calculation is correct, um, I've, I've had to wait all this time to see if others were correct. April 29th, when I did my calculations from December 25th, I had seen, <clears throat> excuse me, on calendars, the blood moons. And looking back, I can honestly say God tapped me on the shoulder and I ignored it. I was too busy with my own idea. And so I didn't realize that this was a tetrad. I didn't realize that this was an event, a huge event, within the minuscule uh, mathematics I was doing. I mean, I was I was sitting down looking at a piece of paper when he said, hey, look up. So, April 29th, 2014 uh, is 14 days after the beginning of that tetrad. When I realized that the tetrad had so much significance, I think it was Mark Biltz and others, uh, I started looking into it because it fell within uh, my calculations and within a 490-day period of those calculations. So I looked at 490 days. The first blood moon is April 15, 2014. 490 days before that fell in the middle of Hanukkah. We spoke about this last night a little bit. Uh, the second blood moon 490 days before that was Muhammad's ascension. Okay. Fine. 490 days before the third blood moon was Hanukkah again. And as I said last night, these are floating calendars. they got nothing to do with the Gregorian at all. But yet, those little cogs in that watch you guys were talking about <laughs> last night, and how it all works, despite our, our our seeing it possible to work. The fourth blood moon was September 28, 2015, and 490 days before that was Muhammad's ascension again. Hanukkah, Muhammad's ascension, Hanukkah, Muhammad's ascension. 490 days. Well, wow. Uh, something to it. I'm going to be stretching some things because 
and, and I'm convinced of it, but there could be people who, yeah, 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 you're, you're going too far. You just, you're just, but there are proofs and there are evidences. Let me not say proofs. There are evidences, uh, and, and many of them. Uh, for those of you who have the paperwork and have looked at it, um, we did calculations last night from dates, important dates. December 6, 2017, the day Jerusalem was uh, recognized as the rightful capital of Israel. Minus 1,335 days, a biblical number, was April 11, 2014, four days before the first blood moon. Pointing back, I can see it um, correlating with the blood moon. From the blood moon, we couldn't tell what was going to happen that many days ahead. But it was a, a very significant event. From September 23rd, uh, 22nd, 23rd, 2017, the sign of the woman in the heavens. People were talking about this. People say it was going to be the rapture. Um, you know, huge as far as a sign. Um, 1,260 days before uh, September 22nd was again April 11, 2014, four days before the first blood moon. It's like a little parentheses. Well, we've got December 6th again. From December 6th, not 1,335 days, but minus 1,290 days, was May 26, 2014 which was 490 days before the first blood moon. So we have an event where Israel is in the news because uh, a world leader wants to make it uh, Jerusalem the capital. Going back 1,290 days, falling on a day that the blood moons pointed to. Um... It's 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 beyond the realm. There's a little thing here that I I don't think I sent. It's not in the paperwork, but since I try to keep up on these things, I found it interesting. We were just talking about the last uh, the last blood moon, 490 days before May 26, 2014. We said we just said that on December 6, 2017, when Israel, uh, when Jerusalem was proclaimed, uh, well, wanting to be proclaimed capital of uh, Israel. Minus 1,290 days was May 26, 2014, 490 days before the last blood moon. Now, this is what I don't think I sent you. Jerusalem, Israel, Catholic online. On May 26, 2014, Pope Francis provided over a celebration at a holy mass in the canonical, the upper room in Jerusalem. Quote, it was a prophetic event. Hmm. I wonder if they really knew. Those are the 490 days before the event. Then we have the actual event. And 490 days after these events, after the blood moons, I consider them cons uh, uh, important days as well. As far as um, signs, as far as 
the best interpretation that anyone gave of the blood moons, a sign, a sign in the heavens is meant to be read. If it's in Spanish and you can't read it, you don't know what it says. If you know a little Spanish, you might get part of it. But the best interpretation was that it came from Joel. The moon will turn to blood. I couldn't go with that. The Joel is a very specific event, not four blood moons in my opinion. But nobody else that I know of, and if there's somebody out there who can tell me who's interpreted this, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly listen. And if they got a better explanation, I'll gladly listen. <clears throat> 490 days uh, after the uh, first blood moon was what was uh, what's called the Parsi New Year. Probably doesn't mean anything to anybody. Some people might, might know about it, but it it has. If you've got the paperwork, it has significance. It really does. I'm sitting here laughing. I'm almost ready to laugh. I'm almost ready to laugh because the man who on on December 6, 2017, 1,290 days, you know, before the blood moons, wanted to make Jerusalem the capital, uh, is being called the Cyrus of his day. The Parsi New Year goes back to the Zoroastrians. They were in Persia. They were around when Daniel wrote the prophecy for the 490 years. Prophecy. He was under King Cyrus at the time. And Cyrus allowed the Jews to rebuild the temple. I don't, I don't see how that's a coincidence. It, it very well could be. February uh, 10th, 2016. Um, 490 days after the second blood moon was Ash Wednesday. Uh, 490 days after uh, third blood moon was the 17th of Tammuz. 490 days... No, no, I'm sorry. I do have the calculations for the total solar eclipse in the midst of those blood moons as well. And Tammuz was, was on the eclipse. 490 days uh, after the uh, third blood moon was the United, the, the United Nations sanctioned International Friendship Day. See, sounds very butterfly and, and, and flowers, but when you realize, take it, take it into the whole picture. The United Nations wants Friendship Day for peace on the earth. The Antichrist comes with peace. He comes, go to the temple, proclaim himself God. And these things are pointing, if not directly, um, very close to it. January 30th, 2017. Uh, 490 days after the last blood moon. Now, 1967-68, the blood moons, I did a calculation, and this is how I 
also came up with looking at the blood moon 490 days. 490 days before the Six-Day War was the last blood moon of that tetrad of that year. Well, we have this last blood moon of that tetrad of 2014-2015. It was 2015. We have it with two witnesses, as far as I'm concerned. Two witnesses that the last blood moon is pointing to a new temple. Now let's go back for a minute, a moment. Hanukkah, definitely uh, pointing to the temple. Muhammad's ascension, he came from Mecca on the, the steed of the prophets. To where? Uh, the, let's see, where is it? He went to the mosque on the dome, uh, at the Dome of the Rock. The exact spot where Hanukkah was celebrated before the, uh, the temple was destroyed. Hanukkah again, Muhammad's ascension again. The Parsi New Year, again, is a, Zor- a Zoroastrian, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, celebration, New Year's. But that was, that religion was started around the time of Cyrus, around the time of Daniel when he wrote uh, his book, letting us know what the end times would be like. And he was under the prince of Persia. Not under his uh, authority, not under his rule, but he, w- he was in the midst of the enemy. To, let's see, I didn't bring up the total solar eclipse. 490 days before that uh, was a nativity fast. A nativity fast is basically... Uh, a winter, Ash Wednesday. Now, the Nativity Fast goes to I think I think it, I think it's December 25th, where all the false gods' birthdays were, including Tammuz. And what did Ezekiel? What did God show Ezekiel in the temple? He showed them women within the walls weeping for Tammuz. So the Nativity Fast is a celebration of Tammuz, which Ezekiel was shown that they were, that the Israelites were worshipping a false god that was born on December 25th in the temple itself. Hanukkah, temple. Muhammad's Ascension, temple. Nativity Fast, temple. Hanukkah Fast, uh, temple. Muhammad's Ascension, Temple, the Parsi New Year, uh, Iran, um, uh, Daniel, Cyrus, Ash Wednesday. Well, that's the Nativity Fast in spring. Again, Tammuz, the seventeenth of Tammuz, which is 490 days after the total solar eclipse, was the breaching of the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, any comments? Well, you bringing up uh, 
the Persians and the Zoroastrian uh, religion. Because you have such limited internet access, you have no idea the amount of work that Brian and I have done about that. Uh, <laughs> wow, yeah. They, um, but what you're doing here mechanically, okay, it, how do I say that? Um, how do I present that better yet? What you're proving with these echoes is that these time dates are being set up so the – Brian, how do I want to put that? Um, so those people that uh, are following the Zoroastrian religion, uh, which there are many that do, can see this. You, This is a non-debatable point. Now, as I was looking over your notes today before the show, ladies and gentlemen, we you have to come with a reckoning in your mind that what somebody uh, that is a priest in this religion would find the exact same things that Brent has found. And it could bring you only to one conclusion with the oscillation back and forth, especially between Hanukkah and Asher. You're getting reflections of both, and those priests would be watching for that. And ladies and gentlemen, maybe you need to come to grips of what the database must be for the false prophet. Uh, he is going to be able to orchestrate everything across the board. You and I have a limited database, and we all have a linear based thinking that is a thought process that proceeds from our point of view. Everybody here on this broadcast, uh, we are proceeding from, of course, the precious cornerstone, Christ. So it doesn't matter if, if Clinton and I get to talking about football um, and how you calculate the statistics for that. Subconsciously, Clinton and I will proceed that conversation from the vantage point of Christ. We, we have no choice. It's, it's subconscious. One who is following the Muslim religion or the Zoroastrian religion, they would do the exact same thing. And what Brent has pointed out here is that all the major religions on this planet will be able to see these echoes. And that truly piques my interest. And a lot of people uh, seem to think in their mind that the false prophet is going to be catered only to 
the Christian religion. When uh, Brian himself has put forth encyclopedic (laughs) volumes of information out there that uh, the Christians are not really who you should be concerned with. There are people operating on this planet right now (laughs) uh, that exercise a swath of power. That's not even a hint of what the false prophet's going to be able to do. So that's what I wanted to bring out. That's what I wanted to comment on is, is these echoes, it doesn't matter which of the major religions you're a part of, you could see what was happening. Uh, Brian, your thoughts on that, uh, him pointing this out, and, and this is surprising to me, Brian, that he would even include this, but it bears testament that Brent is just chronicling events. He's not really biased in any way. He found some stuff about the Muslims. He put it in. Uh, I am absolutely uh blown away that he knew anything about those that follow Zoroaster, which are the worshippers of Asher. So, Brian, your your thoughts on these these echoes that he's included here? Well, there was one thing that was in the notes that um, you did not mention uh, concerning Cyrus the Great and Many of the quote-unquote scholars state that they're not certain that he followed after um, Zoroaster, the teachings of Zarathustra, etc. And that would be right on the mark, actually, because there's no evidence that exists anywhere whatsoever that he followed after the religion of um, the Zoroastrians. Taking it a further step on top of it, historically speaking, there's been extensive work done by several people that have locked Zarathustra actually into being alive at the time of Darius the Great, who, let me give a general reminder to people out there, he usurped the uh, Persian throne. So, that does become very important. Now, there was another thing you may mention of. And I'm glad you caught this. Um, Joel and them trying to tie the uh, prophecies from the book of Joel into the blood moons. You would be correct as far as uh, stating what you did that I don't see that that necessarily points toward uh, blood moon eclipses. And you asked, well, what is it that fits the bill more perfectly? And that's where I would state, uh, look into Dr. Paul Laviolette and his work on the super wave. He's actually got a book out there, I think it's called Earth Under Fire, if memory serves me correctly, that describes the entire circumstance. And this has now been proved to be scientific fact when before this was in the theoretical realm. So, Exactamundo, by the way. We did did shows on that before... uh, the scientists come out and said that they peer reviewed his stuff and acknowledged uh, the mathematics to be correct. So that's just a scary thought in itself. Uh, so 
Uh, Clinton, let's go ahead and get your comments thus far. Uh, if not, just go ahead and hand it back over to Brent. You know, the only thing that uh, I can really add at this point is I've always believed that mathematics was a, the language of God. And when you are looking at what's going on with these timelines, with these dates, with these calculations, which are not complex calculations, but they're, they're amazing. And I'm just like, like you said earlier, it's a way to kind of look into the, the heartbeat of God. This is absolutely amazing. <laughs> to see his pulse. Um, and by pulse, I mean that wave. It is absolutely amazing. Um, so, Brett, back to you. Yes, sir. Again, we're, uh, we're in 2014 with the blood moons, we uh, we went back to 2010 and uh, looked at things. We went, uh, and they, they came from 2017. This is the cherry on top. When all this was occurring, and I was waiting, I had to wait for the dates. I had to wait 490 days after the first blood moon. I had to wait 490 days after the second blood moon to see, uh, you know, uh, if something these 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 little things are witnesses, but in 1967 again, um, 490 days b before that last blood moon was something uh, that pointed to Israel, which was the Six Day War, which got them back to Temple Mount. So that's what I was looking for, because Jehovah, Israel, the Hebrews, the Jews are His people. Israel is his capital. Jerusalem is his capital. Jerusalem is his country. Um, you know, so the significance to, for me to have any more proof that this was significant pointing to a new temple or I, 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 I wasn't sure what, but I was waiting to see. 490 days after the last blood moon. Uh, and um, uh, my information, sometimes I get it from Wikipedia, sometimes I get it from other sources. Um, I'm lucky or blessed to have it pop up fairly quickly. Uh, it's not a talent, uh, but so some of it may be not as accurate as you gentlemen would like it to be, but I don't. I, I'm hoping there's no dispute here, at least in the in the first uh, one I'm going to say. Um, 490 days after the last blood moon, January 30th, 2017. Well, uh, in 15, uh, no, excuse me, in five. Uh, 516 B.C., on January 30th, the construction for the Second Temple was completed. Wow, I was looking for something about that, and that that's pretty cool. But you always need two witnesses. On January 30th, 2017, 490 days after the last blood moon, the half-shekel temple coin, tax coin was reinstated by the new Sanhedrin after 1,400 years. 
We have Hanukkah. We have Muhammad's Ascension. We have the Nativity, which is um, uh, uh, the worship of Tammuz, which was Ezekiel Kalkim worshiping Tammuz, uh, the sun god, uh, in the temple. Hanukkah again, Muhammad's Ascension. The Parsi New Year, um, which points to um, the Prince of Persia, Daniel, Cyrus. Um, uh, Cyrus's actions of building that temple. Ash Wednesday again with Tammuz. 17th of Tammuz, the, the, the wall, the city walls. And this, this really does point what you said, Matthew, about um, this temple is going to be built literally for the Antichrist. It's going to be his. He's, he's going to walk in it. He's going, to, he's going to do exactly what Scripture says. He's going to defile it. And so the United States, uh, you, uh, the UN sanctioned International Friendship Day is just a, is just a slice of a picture of getting what you were saying, if all of these other religions can see the echoes, um, they're all in, 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 they'll all be in collusion in the peace that he, the Antichrist brings. Now, when you talk about other religions, and I'm glad you did, you, you, you brought it up, I, I, I mentioned, you know, some, but you you put a finer point on it. Well, I'm I'm going to expand on that. I did not, and I'm sorry. Be, I was not able to send all the information I could. I have some paperwork here that I'd like to go over just briefly to make a finer point of this. January 30th is disfist. I don't know dis disabled. This bloat day, um, a day of uh, sacrificing uh, of sacrifice. The the Deser are all the female relatives from the eons of time that have passed over, and oversee all as well as protect the living members. So here's a holiday on January 30th. It's actually the 31st slash 30th. 490 days after the blood moon that celebrates dead female deities. There's a few pages of things that I put together because I see them as significant as we stand here now, but more so in the future. Hamsa. Hamsa is a palm-shaped amulet, popular throughout the Middle East. Um, the symbol uh, predates Judaism, Christianity, and so forth. Um, it, it's it's so named to commemorate the daughter of Fatima Zara, Muhammad's daughter just said about the uh, disoblate was worshipping a female deity uh, on that holiday. And here we have the Hamsa, which is a symbol. And it represents Muhammad's daughter. Um, the Christians, it represents the Virgin Mary. 
to the Jews. It represents Miriam. And it says, depicting the open right, if you saw my paperwork, it's very large, the right hand. Because we have these religions who the Bible says they will receive a mark in their right hand. So we have Muslims, uh, Catholics, two billion people. There is the bindi. Traditional is a bright dot, bright color, applied to the center of the forehead. It is um, considered to be a concealed wisdom. It is... um, Uh, Rama is referred to within the Hinduism as literally the perfect man. Every religion in the world is looking for their perfect man. That perfect man is going to come along. And that perfect man will claim to be God, but he will not be God. So we have a billion Hindus who already put a mark on their forehead. We have a billion Muslims who already are willing and accept that the right hand can be marked. We have the Catholics, and we spoke about this. Ash Wednesday, second, 490 days after the second blood moon. 490 days before the third blood moon, the Nativity Fast. They don't use the ash, but it's the same uh, uh, worshiping of candles. By being marked on their foreheads, a visible cross or dot. There are billions of people in this world who are just going around daily accepting marks of religious and religiosity that the Antichrist is going to make normal. And we're going to be the bad guys. You don't have the paperwork on that, and I'm sure you know a lot more than I do, but I just wanted to throw that in because if these, if if the blood moons was talking about uh, the new temple being built, there's no question that it's talking about the seed of the Antichrist. It's pointing, it's warning. It's saying, look, this is the time. It's coming up. It's a sign in the heaven that Jesus talked about, and I just don't know what else to say. So please, somebody else. Mm. My thoughts are deep. You know... Oh my goodness, the amount of vast information. Um, Clinton, let's get your take. How about that? Well, the the skeptic in me um, thinks, okay, well, there has to be an explanation. There has to be a, a reason for all this stuff popping up at, at these specific times, and, and there has to be a, an understanding of it. But that's, that's the key, is, is if you look at it and you, and you actually understand events that are important, and how they the the waves, so to speak, throughout history, throughout you know the development to the world to this point, 
because that's the one thing about prophecy is, is God said, I'm going to take humanity from this point to this point. And you can see it happening. And once you get to this point, you'll really know it happened because I'm going to tell you I'm going to do it and you're going to see it. That's the simplest way to put it. And <laughs> that's what's going on. I mean, not only in this conversation, but I, I saw an article today that said that therapists are having a hard time um, with their, their people because they're so addicted to the news and that's affecting their lives. And, and the reason I bring that up is because we're all going to be fixated on what is going on during this time because we're all going to have the ability to see. And, and the fact that, that Brent's timeline brings in, you know, not only the, the Catholic aspect of the Christian faith, but also uh, Islam. And then you, the aspect of Hinduism that you just brought up, you know, how all of the world religions are going to see, you know, through their holy man, through their seers, through whoever vessel or whatever they want to see through. But the fact of the matter is, we know what time it is. And I, I'm just, I'm amazed to, to see it. And I'm amazed to uh, go through this timeline and see it because the, the one date that stands out to me that I just can't stop staring at is the, the January 30th date. And, and I'll go into that later, but that, that date is, is crazy when you consider everything else and what's happening on January 31st this month and what transpires from that point. Like if, if mankind ever wanted to know that God was real, all you have to do is look into this and it's pretty simple to see it. Here's, here's in black and white. I mean, I know, I know Brent put red in there and made it look pretty, but it's, it's, it's easy to see that something is going on. The chances of all of these events coming into any kind of timeline, I'm sure anyone with a computer may be able to calculate the chances of that. And then you combine it with the, the information that's happening in the sky, in the stars, in the moon, which there's no way that's a possibility that, that these events could line up with that. And then you throw in, <laughs> you throw in my timeline as well. And it's just, it just, it opens up a way to see things that if you allow yourself to see it, it's, it's amazing. And I think that's part of what, what this conversation is about is to, to help people break away from these old teachings that they were taught this old ways of, of believing how prophecy was, was explained because I mean, yes, we, we have a basic timeline and we understand everything, but humans, we don't have the ability to understand everything, but we also know that things are going to be revealed at the end time. And even if you are an atheist and you look at what's going on in the world, you know, something big is going to happen. And you know that we're in a pivotal point in history. No questions about that. Throw religion to the side. That is true. And then we put religion in the mix. You put prophecy in the mix. And it makes sense. So that's my, my little two bits on that, Matthew. <laughs> Great two bits. That it makes Great sense. Two bits. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an excellent two bits, isn't it? Of course, we've got to remember about the two sticks, don't we? 
Ah, yes, the two sticks. Brian, your thoughts and comments, please. I'm just sort of, uh, I think I'm going to hold off here for a minute. I want to look at something first before I uh, answer something or not. So I'll let it go back over to you guys until I double check something here. Very good. You know, we talk about here. Well, everything that's happening uh, this month, especially the moon, you cannot you cannot get around it. Um, I mean, even in modern terms, even in modern terms. Um, this this super moon is is all over the news. This super blood moon, it's it's just flat out all over the the news, and it amazes me how God has done that. Uh, there's so much going on in the heavens. It's kind of hard for you to uh, stop and contemplate the mechanics behind it. And I wonder if it's time for us to talk about, you know, Brent, did you want to talk about the January 9th issue today? Because I've looked in the heavens, looked at it. Did you have? No, I haven't had a chance yet. No, I haven't looked at it yet. I was referring to Brent. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I, I have not. Uh, I would love to hear what you have to say about it. I think everybody would. Because uh, let me, let me. Uh, yeah, my calculations show that um, January ninth is going to be um, the third time that. I've calculated uh, something to happen. The two other times before I have witnesses to, maybe not proofs, but evidence. I believe the proofs. Uh, if, if you didn't listen uh, last, uh, last night, my calculations showed that on a certain day, peace would be taken from the earth, and in 2010, the Arab Spring happened. My, my calculations showed that in 2014, a certain uh, peace would be taken away from the earth. Uh, and in 2014, that's when ISIS uh, sent out a video to the world proclaiming the caliphate. And this is the third time, uh, and I've, I consider myself right twice. Um, not Well, not me, my calculations. Uh, and peace should be somehow, some way, peace should be taken from the earth on January 9th. And Matthew has greater detail that I'm interested in. Oh, please, Matthew. Well, everybody needs to realize that Venus is the sign that most greatly, as far as relationship to the Earth, signifies Christ's bride. It's Venus. And when he brought up this date, I saw something that 
I already knew that this is when Venus was going to slip behind the sun. I already knew that was the very date this was going to happen. Now, the one thing that concerns me is that it's also the very same day that Pluto does the exact same thing. Now, just so everybody knows, I have did a lot of other work on Pluto. There is a reason why. Um, here recently, uh, we got the satellite images, and you can plainly see that Pluto and Charon orbit each other. They oscillate in what plainly looks like a crown. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it comes into Neptune's orbit. If you understand celestial somology and you look at the opening chapters of the book of Revelation, you can plainly see that Nisa's model. Now, if you don't or if you're not familiar with uh, the Nice model, it is how they prove mathematically why it is the sign of the Son of Man came inbound and straightened out the orbits and actually put us in that sweet spot. They know this mathematically now. So now, ladies and gentlemen, quite literally, uh, it took thousands of years for science to catch up exactly what was being talked about in the opening diatribes of the Bible, because you have to understand. Verse 2 says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. When you tear apart the Hebrew and Greek there, ladies and gentlemen, he's literally saying, this is when we got put into a habitable zone. Now, you have to understand, 2% closer to the sun, we burn. 2% farther away, and we freeze. You do need to understand that delicate window of opportunity. Mathematically, it's been proven that this is what occurred. What God was saying the whole time. In this process, it's been proven that Neptune and Uranus swapped places. When you look into the opening chapters of the book of Revelation, if you know your celestial somology, it's plainly telling you that Uranus is going to get its crown back. Now, with this being stated, the Venus and Pluto, and I do encourage you to look up the movies that NASA published of Pluto and Chiron spinning around each other as it glistens. Like a crown. Understanding that's why it comes into Neptune's orbit, because when it swapped places, Neptune must have pulled Pluto out of an orbit away from Uranus. Looking at this in the heavens... And 
the very next day, uh, there's a conjunction uh, between the faithful witness and the sign of the Son of Man. Ladies and gentlemen, what this sign, to me, represents, and you all need to understand that this is when the mechanism happens that Venus goes from being a morning star to an evening star. Okay, this happens naturally in an oscillation. It's either one or the other. When this event happens, it's either going from morning to evening or evening to morning. But this is the time when the bride cannot be seen. It's obscured. Now, to me, I expect things to start being pushed toward a real anti-Christian stand. I've stated this from the beginning, before Trump was elected. I stated it publicly that he would be elected and that everybody would regret it, and this is what I've been talking about. He is in no way, shape, or form a Christian. He stated publicly he saw no reason to repent of anything. But yet, oh my goodness, is he stirring up the enemies of Christians against the Christians. And I want to impress upon everybody this. You've been warned full well in advance to be as shrewd as a serpent and as innocent as a dove. Now, with that being said, Brian, are you done looking at the things you were looking at? And can you jump on here and uh, give my thought process a break? Well, I want to just double check before I um, go any further with this. Um, you had brought up something concerning the temple, and I have no um, – I pull up your notes here, and I don't really have any problems with the January 30th date. I'm just making sure that the 516 – B.C. wasn't a pivotal uh, portion of this before I said anything. Did you find it? Yeah, I found it in the notes. It took me a few seconds, but... No, I meant, uh, could you confirm it, uh, looking it up? Well, as far as the 516 date, that I would have to put a... um, I'd have to cross that out because this has, and you'll go into the Wikipedia article and they will pull the same stunt on you folks um, and tell you that the temple was restored in uh, the time of Darius one, but that does not align with um, Ezra and Nehemiah whatsoever, because it gives you a very specific, um, very specific um, set of Persian Kings. And if you pull up the Persian Kings list, you will find out that uh, there's only one Darius this could have fallen on, and that's Darius the Second. 
Um, let me see here. I'm actually not sure if that date came from Wikipedia. Uh, I I do use it often, but I well, it's you'll look in uh, just about every standard um, thing right now as concerning the um, Second Temple, and they will all tell you that now, which is utterly ridiculous because you have to bypass um, Ezra and Nehemiah. Now, as far like I said, as far as the January 30th date. I have no reason to say anything one way or the other on that, but as far as the restoration date for the Second Temple, you're looking at 414 B.C. if you want that to align exactly to the prophecies in Daniel concerning the time of Messiah, which is another whole ball of wax that will have to be addressed at some point because most um, where most people place the birth of Messiah and the crucifixion is also completely off in left field and it's through this going through and doing all this work through Ezra and Nehemiah getting the correct date for the temple and then applying what the book of Daniel says it clearly will show you when the birth of Messiah and the crucifixion took place so but you know I just wanted to point out that that date is something they've been putting into just about any documentation you find out there they're stating this 516 date or um, whichever I 561 or 516. Yeah, 516, and that's that's completely erroneous. There's no way that um, that conclusion can come about when the Bible is backing it up. So I just wanted to point that out. Whatever date it really is or was, if the January 30th date still stands, no matter what year it was, it's still the same conclusion to me. Well, exactly. Right. That's why I made sure I checked your right. notes ahead of time. So, yes, thank you. Right. That's that's you have to understand, Brent. That it is the date that would get the attention of more than half of the Christians on this planet, because the Eastern Orthodox would be watching for that date. So, you have to realize, Brent, that even though the year was wrong. That is a mute point. Now, we could extrapolate out that, and but there's no purpose to because it was the January 30th that that sect of people would be looking for. And it would have hit it right on the – I mean the nail would have hit right on the, on the head. So it, it, it's – just good that uh, you know we have Brian to jump in here and and correct when necessary. That's that's what brothers are for. Uh, so just so everybody knows, uh, me and Brent talked about this full well. That if corrections had to be made, that's why we published what we published. Uh, if they needed to be corrected, uh, that was going to be done because Brent doesn't have anybody locally that can check these facts and figures for him. So uh, it's just amazing that the echo worked. <laughs> the, day, the, the year was irrelevant on this point. So... And I mean, to I add into Brian, it on top of it, too, I don't think you're going to find anything published anywhere that's going to tell you that correct year. This is, you know, you pulled from the standard what is accepted... Um, format, it, which is floating out there as far as the information circles go, and that's that's not your fault for people putting out 
information that's now been accepted into the mainstream. So, <laughs> you know, that is um, not an issue in any by any stretch of the imagination. Well, let's get Clinton's uh, thoughts. If he wants to jump in here and add some, he's been quiet for a minute. Or not, that's that's not a problem. Let me check the switchboard. We'll see here. Oh, uh, we, uh, Clinton dropped off. So uh, if he calls back in, we will get him back in here. Uh, just absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling uh, everything that I'm looking at in the heavens for uh, this date. You know, they, uh, people like to... Um, well, obscure what's important and uh, let people get lost in the mechanics of the situation. But there's a lot going on in the heavens uh, <laughs> preceding even January the 9th that should be considered. Okay. Clinton, do we have you back safe and sound? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes. Uh, sorry that you dropped off. I didn't. I was trying to check uh, check some history dates as far as celestial cosmology went, so I wasn't exactly looking at the switchboard. Sorry to have lost you. Uh, jump back in here with your comments, please. Yeah, you're you're fine. Uh, I, I was able to hear everything, but for some reason, when I talked, uh, you guys couldn't hear me, and that uh, I realized that that's happened to me twice tonight so far. Um, but, but what I was just trying to say before I had to restart everything is it, that, that date of 500 um, isn't the important date. Uh, the date is January 30th. That's the important date. And we, you know, I mean, it just, I, I'm just watching everything. And, and I love the fact that, that we have Brian, that we can go, hey, Brian, from a historical standpoint, did this stand up? And he's just off the top of his head, no, uh, no, it doesn't make sense. This is actually correct. <laughs> I think that's absolutely amazing to hear. Definitely. Yeah, um, it's surprising how much I... Well, I wouldn't be very much without Brian. And time for me to ask Brian this. You know, the same time that these events happen with Venus and the Sun, you know... Ladies and gentlemen, um, that's when, uh, <laughs> well, that is when the conjunction between Mars and Jupiter takes place. They come into extremely close contact there on the 5th. That's when they enter the same hour of the heavens. Now, when I mean hour of the heavens, ladies and gentlemen, you have to realize that um, astronomy uh, is done by uh, 24 hours. That's that's how the heavens are divided. And it's on the 5th um, that it crosses into the same hour. Uh, you can barely see them separated on the 6th. Uh, the conjunction itself is on the 7th. And during the 8th, it dances around Jupiter. And 9, it begins to swing away from Jupiter. Now, this happening in the sign of the scales is 
incredibly important um, as far as celestial cosmology is concerned. It's this aspect with Mars keeps coming up, and it keeps coming up, and it keeps bothering me. And you know. Brian and I was just uh, chatting yesterday about where the financial systems were probably going to start falling apart. Then I had an article released today that two out of the three countries that could go into financial nosedive, two of those out of the three were pertaining to the kings of the east. And... Even with geology, everybody knows that uh, we've been having earthquakes in North Korea. It could start there. We've had the Sheba Rift going off. I mean, we've got new islands in the Red Sea. Nobody seems to talk about. Uh, they don't talk about the uh, the seabed is uh, lifting up. They have no idea that you run straight up the rift. You run into volcanoes in Syria. And, you know, let, let me make sure that – let me ask Clinton that question. Clinton, I, I believe you've commented before uh, about really the worst financial country that we have is Japan. I guess they've just been – printing money off for a whole lot longer than we have and they keep I, I mean I mean I guess their their interest rate I guess has been at, at near zero forever correct so is it possible that uh, Japan could be the first country to go into a massive depression that's completely feasible yes um, Japan has been stuck in what's called a deflationary cycle for 20, 30 years. And basically, this is, <laughs> this is what the United States encountered in, oh, 2008. And the whole plan was you, you have um, what's basically called stag deflation, um, the one economic problem that, well, no one's ever been able to fix. And Japan's been stuck in it for 20, 30 years. The United States encountered it in 2008, and their plan was to – create a problem that they know how to fix to fix a problem that they don't know how to fix, which is we're going to print money and we're going to create inflation because then all you have to do is once inflation is out of control, then you just scale back the money supply. So yeah, Japan has been on the verge of this for, for a long time. There's reports that have come out that people in Japan are dying and we're talking 20 year olds people in their 20s in their prime are dying from overwork. The, the, I saw a news broadcast that said the average, like what, what the workers go through in Japan is they basically get up, get to work about 530 in the morning, work all day, get home about 1030, 11, sleep, go back to work six days a week, and they have one day to try to accomplish anything. And that's just enough to sustain them. So, yeah, they're, they're right there. 
Now, let me get this straight. You, I, I, I don't, I don't think I understood you correctly. Um, I thought the whole planet it started in two thousand eight, but yet you said something about twenty years. Are, are, so what you're trying to say is that Japan was in this mess ten years before we were. Is is that what you were saying? Yeah, they've been in it since the nineties. Since the nineties. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, Tell me what's let let me put this to everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand what would happen if there was a volcanic incident in Israel. Do yourself a favor and do a search for volcano airport closing or flight cancellations. The largest disruption the planet has ever known in flight cancellation since World War II was due to a volcano. You do know that, right? No one understand this. The only reason why Israel's not been obliterated off the map is because of its air superiority. Please do your research. What happened in 67? What happened in 73? No one understand this. If there's any volcanic event close to Israel, the Israeli Air Force would be shut down, and all of them in unison would attack. And everybody knows that. There's not a general on this planet, regardless of country, that doesn't know that. And the Sheba Rift has already gone active. I mean, please look it up. Uh, New Island, Red Sea. So we've got so many factors across the board here that could be an answer as to why keeps warning us, you know, with the sign of war in the heavens. It's, it's kind of bothersome to me. Brian, your thoughts. All right, I just want to ask a quick question. Um, the astronomical signs you were mentioning, is that the March thing we've been talking about? The ones that I just mentioned were is going to happen around January the 9th. Hmm. Now, I haven't mentioned March at all, okay? Well, if uh, that's going to happen on January 9th, that's frightening when you consider what I just sent you. Because I think we're looking at an inversion. You stated that that was going to happen in the scales. Yes, I know. Well, folks... As I said, and if you watch what's going on in Iran right now and realize that we might be looking at an inversion, this is frightening. Because um, immediately when Matthew brought up the scales, this is what came to mind right off the right off the bat. Now, this is the inscription that was written out, Mini, Mini, Tikal, Ufarshin, 
this is the interpretation of the message, meaning God has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it to tell you have been weighed on the scales and found deficient. Perez, your kingdom has divided and given over to the Medes and Persians. It's either that, or if it's not an inversion, that means we might want to keep an even closer eye on Iraq for mega rumblings to happen in these next few days. But I don't know. All considering what we have going on in Iran, we might be looking at an inversion this time around the right. Brian, I'm going to hold my tongue about things that's going to happen in March because that's a build-up to what's going to come mid-2018. Man, I want to pepper what I say, but I don't know how to not say this. Even Pepe Escobar has been bringing this up. A lot of the listeners will remember when Brian and I had uh, had Pepe on. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that even within the past few days, Trump has come out tweeting support for the Iranian uh, revolt that's going on right now. Yes, he has. Ladies, let... Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget the children of Israel crying out for Saul. You need to go back and reread that, ladies and gentlemen. Please do. They all, with one heart, wanted Saul. And then God turned around and shoved him down their throats. Everybody thought Saul was good. He was a head taller than the rest. So, I mean, I don't know what other way to put that for you to be able to see it. But if you think, please try to understand this, ladies and gentlemen. Your government has been meddling in Iran for way too long we've already got our hands stained with all kinds of blood of the Iranians ladies and gentlemen really we do do you not know what the Iran-Contra affair was that's just one don't you realize that the prince of Persia still reigns Do, do you not get that or, or is it just you don't believe the Bible, God's holy word again? I mean, when Gabriel had to call for reinforcements in dealing with the prince of Persia, that should make you worried. How far is he going to let us go before he unleashes his wrath? And take note, ladies and gentlemen... In doing so, uh, he would have justification in doing it. Now, it's one thing 
for the host of heaven to be in the right and engage in struggles? Unless you're on the wrong side of that equation, do you not understand that? When you read that in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, and Gabriel was, you know, sticking up for the good guys and he was executing God's will for this to happen. So he come down to make sure that happened. And the prince of Persia was not exactly happy with that. Don't you realize what Brian meant when he said inversion? Now, beyond any shadow of a doubt, the prince of Persia would have justification to be ticked off. And if you think that he can't swat down missiles and uh, if you think he can't, oh, I don't know. Um, I guess I should hesitate what I give a list about what the angelic powers can and cannot do. But your tanks aren't going to help you. They won't. Now, I understand you all think that... I'm even afraid to say it, because I know better. I don't want to speak against the host of heaven, but all of you have been convinced that the Prince of Persia is a bad guy. Uh, he's doing his job, the same job he's had since that was set up. And we had no right to be meddling in his business. So, uh, wow. Um, I may have spoke too much, but... From what I can see in the heavens, war is coming. And uh, you all really don't know what the Bible's talking about in a lot of places when it mentions free men and bond men. That's talking about the draft, ladies and gentlemen, when it gives you a, a list of military uh, terms, king, commander, strongmen, uh, just so you know, when bond and free is mentioned in relationship to that, that means in the Greek, uh, well, that means people who volunteered for the military and those that were drafted. Just just so you know. Just so you know. Brent, your comments, please. Uh, wow. <laughs> Um, turn off my heater here. It's making this noise. I don't know if you can hear that. I apologize. Your uh, perception um, of that uh, 
January 9th event and its implications just by astronomical perception uh, is amazing. Now add to it the possibility of my calculations and I, I, I can see why you know, you said you knew about it before I even said anything, and when you saw mine, it was a, yours is a confirmation of mine. Mine is a confirmation of yours. Um, I uh, I said that we would have to do yesterday two more shows. I want to uh, put a cap on this tomorrow if if we can, and if my calculations are correct, a lot of what is coming is um, foreseen in Revelations. It, it just, that's what this is all about. That's what these calculations are all about, is the uh, the understanding of the timing events of the events of Revelations and how they unfold and when they unfold if these calculations are correct. You saying, I was totally oblivious to anything about January 9th except for my own calculations. So I would be very interested. You were talking about March, okay? January, February, March, April. Sometime around April. April, um, I would say that the third seal would be opened. And that's going to have to do with agriculture. You're talking about volcanoes. That would ruin agriculture, especially in Israel. Because, you know, they've got the the barley feast. And that's exactly what the third seal says, is the barley and the wheat. You know, it gets expensive. Food. So, uh, I don't know what else you're seeing in the heavens, but if it correlates or continues to correlate with what I think is going to be happening, um, I it, it's it, it's it's happening right before our eyes. Clinton, is there a time frame in your calculations, whether it's six months or whatever, of of seals, of of fulfillment of some kind of is there is there a mark there that you can say uh, a possibility of uh, a particular seal or trumpet being open in your calculations? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say yes, and I'll say Matthew. It, you know, I'll leave that up to you how in depth you want me to go into this. But the the answer is when it comes to signs appearing, events that are happening in the moon. Um, events that have happened throughout history um, and what's happening now, um, yeah, it, it lines up. Um, it lines up, yes. Again, I didn't get to download it and see it. I'm going to, uh, when I prepare for tomorrow's show, hopefully, Matthew, we get to do tomorrow's show, I will uh, download that and I'll read it on the Sabbath. And uh, uh, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, please try to remember, everybody, that um, 
Brent has not had a take had a chance to look at Clintons, even though they're published. Uh, everybody needs to try to get this through their head that he doesn't have a computer. He has to go to the library to do everything he's done. And I don't, I don't, I don't even know how that works, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But when you take a look at what Clinton has shared, he has based uh, his echoes off of fifty-nine day intervals, <coughs> and uh, you really are going to want to take a look at it. Uh, because it, well, you need to take a look at it, and uh, Clinton and I probably need to uh, uh, discuss it as well privately uh, about well, this aspect of war coming up that is so plainly being displayed in the heavens. Um, it's like I said, it is worrisome to me. Um, because a lot of people are in the wrong frame of mind. Not just people Christians. They they they're they're on this kick of wanting to uh 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 how do I put that politically correct? Uh, they're all acting like they're wanting to follow Trump right to the gates of hell. And I hope everybody realize, you know, what it is that the Lord your God meant that when he put this in the Bible, God's holy word, this is what he was wanting you to see. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Ladies and gentlemen, he was coming right out and tell you that you were going to be able to see the folds of time off of celestial events. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you, the host of heaven don't perceive time like you do. Uh, they can see all the gears at once. They don't use your Gregorian calendar. They look at the clock of creation in the heavens. I hope you do know that. Um, just so, just to make sure that you understood that, that's why God refers to them as stars in the same breath that he declares them to be angels in the book of Revelation. Um, he's trying to tell you that the wise would be able to perceive time like they do. And you'll take note that only those... Well, let me read the second part of the verse. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Just so you know up front that this has got nothing to do with any preacher that proclaims the cunningly devised fable of once saved, always saved. They are precluded from these verses. 
just so you know. Brian, you ready to jump back in here for a minute? Well, to uh, sort of reiterate some things you brought up concerning the uh, commander-in-chief here of the United States at this point in time, you know, you referred to him as the Saul, and how many times have I brought up Haman? And, you know, let's stop and consider something here quickly, folks. Daniel 10, verse 20, states something very peculiar if you paid attention to Daniel chapter 1 where it states that Daniel went on until the time of Cyrus the Great. Cyrus 1 states here in Daniel 10 verse 20, Then he said, Do you understand why I come to you, but I shall now return to fight against the prince of Persia? So I am going forth, and behold, the prince of Greece is about to come. If, it's not an if. Indeed, Cyrus 1 was reigning at this time during the uh, exact same time frame as Darius the Mede. This only can be referring to Haman. Now, in the Hebrew, Haman was referred to as an Amalekite. In the Septuagint, he's called a Macedonian. Recall what it was that Haman tried to pull in the book of Esther. There was a coup d'etat, folks. Going back to what's happening in Iran right now, this is not the first time, as Matthew brought up, that we've meddled in Iranian affairs. 1953, with the Iranian coup that took place when they removed uh, Mohammad Mohosadek and replaced him with Mohammad Reza Palvi, that was pulled by the CIA. 1978 to 79, when the Islamic Revolution took place, guess what, folks? Even Reza Pahlavi stated flat out the United States wanted him gone. So it was a coup that was launched by the United States and France on top of it because the Ayatollah was there as well, with Britain included, that overthrew Iran again then. Now we're going to go for the third time around the ride where they seem to be pushing towards the same conclusion using the same means. And if we got the Prince of Greece coming into the equation, I'd say we need to be looking for a Haman circumstance again. They've done it twice. Why not three times? Well, Brian, let's let's talk about this too. Okay, we got to bring in the one belt one road, ladies and gentlemen. Brian and I have already shared with you the maps. You have to understand that the kings of the east are absolutely depending on Iran for passage south south of the sea and north of the Persian Gulf. Look, ladies and gentlemen, please get a map and and look at why it is the kings of the east want to make sure that the Iranian corridor remains open. 
This is this is real. They just released it the other day, and that well, I I shared it myself on the End Time Tribune. Ladies and gentlemen, this is real. They are cramping up railroads in all directions from the east. But they need the corridor open that is south of the Caspian Sea and north of the Persian Gulf. They've got to keep that open. So, ladies and gentlemen, you... (laughs) You really don't want to open this can of worms because now you brought in Russia and China. I mean, Brian, your thoughts on the ramifications of Iran becoming destabilized, war-torn, and this hindering the one belt, one road. What's your thoughts about that and I will take a look at the links you just sent me. Well, folks, one belt, one road. First thing to look at was Myanmar. Okay, when we started warning people about one belt, one road, I believe I'd brought up then on air to keep an eye on Myanmar right away. Ethnic cleansing began against the Islamic people there by Buddhists. Not normal. That is the biggest port in the One Belt, One Road. On top of it, um, CPAC, the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor. We just cut off funding to Pakistan at the beginning of the year. Trump came out and attacked him in his infamous, um, well, he says it's his diplomacy, and that's why he doesn't give speeches like other presidents. When he came out and attacked Pakistan on Twitter right away on the 1st or the 2nd of January, And now they've cut off all economic funding going into Pakistan. So what is the bullseye of the target? Exactamundo. One belt, one road. Well, to add one last thing, national security policy. On top of it, who do they single out in there? Obviously, North Korea, Iran, China, Russia. So, this is looking like to me that Oh my goodness, you're saying we're already destabilizing Manamar, and you talked about that how long ago? Um, Clinton, um, would it, uh, how do I put this? You've already done research on the One Belt, One Road, and uh, the amount of money that's been being poured into this, even as we speak. Uh, what do you think would China's response to be if their one belt, one road corridor that would pinch off south of the Caspian Sea and north of the Persian Gulf, do you think that would uh, uh, provoke a response from China? Well, I mean, I would say they've been very patient thus far. But going this many times, this many targets, I think a nation can only be pushed so far before they get a little bit on the uh, ticked-off side. And Clinton, your thoughts? Well, I think that's the plan. 
I mean, if you, if you think about it, we upped our military force in Afghanistan. We just called out Pakistan. Uh, we're endorsing the riots in Iran. Uh, we just told Syria we're not removing our troops, and Israel says, hey, we're about ready to go into Syria. The whole plan is to take out that, that one belt, one road. That's the whole plan. Um, because we understand as the United States, as the dominant you know, world currency, that we have to maintain control of our world currency to maintain our power. And right now China is taking control of the world economy, and the one belt, one road is the key. So if China completes that one belt, one road, they control the world economy. If they do not complete it, the United States thinks it has a chance. So, yeah, it's by design. That is disturbing. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, well, let me add in, this plan's been in effect for at least 10, 20-odd years now. They've been planning on taking down China for a very long time. It's just now all the uh, dominoes are now falling into place. And, you know, let us not forget Afghanistan, Pakistan, um, the borders that they have with Iran as well. On top of it, Syria, they still, they still want to sod out. So they're not going to be pulling off, pulling out anytime soon. The um, forces within Iraq are trying to kick the United States out of theirs. Well, I don't see them peacefully um, removing themselves from there anytime soon either. This just can't be good. You know, I hope everybody realizes um, something else that's that's at play, too. Um, I think I'm the only one that posted it when it happened, but uh, countries just signed agreements with Israel for flights to go back and forth from these nations. It was uh, UK, Switzerland, Chile, South Africa, Vietnam, Canada, Dominican Republic, Tanzania, Uganda, and Jordan. That's right. And Jordan. January 2nd, all those countries signed agreements with Israel so that flights could start coming back and forth. Ladies and gentlemen, after a plane from Jordan lands, it doesn't matter if you inspect it or not. Don't, don't you all understand that? Um, that's why before now, uh, of course Israel wouldn't take any flights in from Jordan. Um... Oh my goodness, and I don't know why I was the only one that posted on that. Why, why did this show up on End Time Tribune sources? Because I knew what it meant. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, give me a break. Put a nuke on a jet airliner, land it. Of course they're going to inspect it. It's a little too late for that when you've got the trigger set off a barometric pressure. Oh, don't... don't don't you understand that? We have already been told well ahead in advance 
that the Assyrian would use the country of Jordan behind the scenes. January 2nd, at the bottom of a list, in the article released, puts Jordan last. Now there's going to be flights going from Jordan to Israel. You really don't want that. I mean, Brian and Clinton both agree. Uh, it's by design. You know, all these all these things. Brent probably didn't have any idea about it or perhaps what we're even talking about because he has such limited Internet access. Well, I'm sure Brent had no idea. Uh, that um, this is a pressure cooker, not just a military pressure cooker. Everything is going into the new Silk Road. Literally, the kings of the East are pouring everything into it that they've got, and they're not going to let it be fooled with. They're, this is a powder keg um, waiting to go off. So, Brent, we're down to eight minutes. Um, your closing diatribe, please. Uh, yeah. Um, are we going to finish up tomorrow night? Most certainly. Did I not say we were going to? I thought we did. I, I didn't. Um, I wasn't sure if maybe things had changed. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. Gentlemen, um, let's see. Hebrews 25. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the matter of some is, but extorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. As iron sharpens iron, I thank you for being there for me, and I hope I've been there for you, and I look forward to tomorrow. God bless you all. Amen to that, Brent. Clinton, your closing comments and uh, websites, contact information? You know, I'm uh, I'm enjoying this conversation, and uh, thank you, everyone, for all your support. Um, you know, I... I wanted to read a, a, a little bit of scripture. Matthew's been alluding to it all night, but um, it's in my write-up uh, when you guys look at my timeline. Um, at this time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitude will sleep, who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Daniel 12, 1 through 4. Thank you, everyone. And uh, let's get ready for the ride. 
you know, if you want to learn more about me, my website is clintoncowatch.com, and you can follow me on Twitter. Just look up my name, Clinton Coach. May God guide you on your journey. Brian, your closing comments and uh, website information, all that good stuff, contact information? Well, I think we touched on a whole broad plethora of topics here tonight that all tightly are interwoven with each other, no doubt about it. Um, you can uh, contact me at the bands of time at gmail.com. Website is overtattentionshow.com, and you can find me on Twitter at overtattentionshow. All right, thanks for joining us. God bless. Good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff all the way around. Good stuff. I hope that you have uh, considered everything that has been covered here today. I hope that everything has stuck out that needed to stand out. Until tomorrow, why don't you try watching and praying? You know, stock market's not what you're supposed to be hoping in. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.